Hello, welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about the new shit. Are you motherfucking ready for the new shit? I, I guess this is our first. It's no, this is not our first podcast of 2022. No, but that's the Marilyn Manson song they used in the Dragon Age Origins trailer. Yes, I know. We just watched it together. I I remember <laughs> from uh, 30 seconds ago when we finished watching the trailer. But they didn't hear it with us. I guess that's true. We're back at it again with the Bioware. I'm Nora, joined by Molly. Hi. Uh, we played another RPG, a role-playing game. Did we? Yeah. We um, did. Did you play anything else this month? Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV still. Monster Hunter Rise came out on PC. I've been playing some of that. Um, mm-hmm. But I've talked about that game before on this show, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and it's still good. Uh, it looks way better on PC. Who could have guessed? Um, oh, wow. And uh, trying to think of the... No, I spent most of my miserable ass month playing this fucking awful game. Way longer than it needed to be, huh? Yup. What, what about you, Nora? Did you play anything? So I played the first three and a half Halo games. Oh, right. <laughs> Forgot you did this. <laughs> uh, real roller coaster in terms of quality there. Halo 1, mostly how I remember it. Um, I played it when it was new on PC. A um, little more frustrating in certain areas than I remember, but I had more patience as a child, I guess. Um, the flood are just obnoxious to fight in every instance. Yep. Halo 2, mostly bad, I would say. But it does have the uh, Arbiter. It does have the Arbiter, which is cool in theory. Um, the back end of that game is much more fun than the front part. Yes. Um, which is but, funny, because yeah. I, know, I know that like the thing I remember most about that game is the city levels. Uh, which yeah. are not the levels people like. <laughs> They're not that good. But I played them a lot. <clears throat> Halo 2 has bad level design. Yes, just it all does. the way through. That's so I true. I was constantly getting lost or not knowing how to progress or not knowing if I had done something wrong. Am I supposed to wait here or am I supposed to keep moving somewhere else? Um, ultimately, Halo 2 weakest of the three but it does have that cool part where the breaking benjamin song uh it shows up yeah it's also the yeah. one i'm trying to remember when did halo 2 come out let's see halo 2005 2. no 2004 so i would have been a freshman in high school so yeah this is when uh, this is when i was uh playing fucking video games this is like the, the last year of middle school, first year of high school. So uh, I played a lot of multiplayer. Understandable. I remember when I was in Boy Scouts, um, the people who I hung out with were, were like really into Halo 2 at the time. My first time hearing that song uh, was actually on the way to a camp tri- camping trip in Boy Scouts. And I thought it was like a Christian rock song because they talk about heaven. Yeah, you know. Um, and then I, I met somebody when I was living in Germany who was a huge, huge Breaking Benjamin fan, probably because of Halo originally, or Rock Band, one of the two. 
Do they have a lot of stuff in a rock band? I don't think they do. I assume any band active in the 2000s was in rock band. They were, but I don't think they had very much in there. But how else does a a nerd-ass guy get into any band in, like, 2008? Yeah, that's true. Everyone plays video games. Uh, nobody just has a music hobby. So Sure, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Halo 3, mostly better than Halo 2. It had some really fun moments. Um, I guess it was the best one of the three. So far, but only because I haven't finished ODST. (laughs) I've never played ODST. Do you like Metroid Prime? Yeah, it's pretty good. Would you like Halo to have a little bit of Metroid Prime? Honestly, not really. (laughs) Well... It has a map screen with like a 3D map and it has objective markers on the map. It's not, yeah, it's not an open world, but it takes place in a city, right? Like specifically? Yeah. yeah. And then even that is like still levels, basically. But right. There are chunks of city and it's mostly linear, um, but it does have a map and you have like markers on the map. So it feels, it has a very different feel in how it conveys your objectives rather than just the structure of the Halo games before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's neat. I saw Nolan North show up and I was like, wait, aren't you from aren't you a Spartan from later? And I guess that is something that will happen eventually. Because I've seen him in the the like Halo 5 or whatever. Um also, I don't know how they keep making Spartans because I thought they were all gone. But in they're... ODSC, no, in the future of Halo games. Oh, they probably just started again. I thought you had to like nurture those from birth to make them special soldier guys. You don't think Maybe they I'm would right. start doing that? I guess, but. They just ran out for like a couple of years, and then they're like, "Okay, our new ones are finally done cooking." <laughs> don't Maybe. I don't know anything about Halo lore. Do not quote me, Jackson. Do not get mad at me about this. Jackson, do get mad at us about this. No, don't. <laughs> I'll probably play more of them. But you know what I thought when I was playing Halo? What? Man, this shooting is sometimes feeling good. I wish I could look down the sights. <laughs> and I wish the jump was better. What if you could I... double or, or dare I say, triple oh. jump? Oh. And what if when I shot guys, numbers popped out? <laughs> so I'm Boy, back howdy. into Destiny. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, that game because... uh, is good, and I it's impenetrable to me now. <sighs> I heard that they were going to take out the Forsaken expansion, which is the last one that I had paid for when I was into Destiny. So I decided to jump back in, complete that, complete the next campaign after that, and the other ones. Uh, I'm caught up on campaigns, but there's they dole out story through all of the season passes and shit now, so I'm like in four different timelines at once trying to piece together all the stories. It's so weird. And some of it you just can't can't do like there are storylines that won't progress now because like they were part of a seasonal event that ran its course already yeah and so um 
that information's out there, but I don't think I can play through all of that stuff now. But yeah. Regardless, I'm back in. I'm doing the stuff. I'm, you know, trying to wrap my head around everything that's changed in the two, three years since I was into Destiny. Um, but you know what? It's a good fucking game. Good fucking game. Do you want a really nice feeling shooter that also gives you a little checklist? Because I do. I do. It's great. Love having a little checklist. You love to complete your silly little tasks. I love to complete silly little tasks in space. (laughs) And also think about the character I've made because I have an extensive internal like narrative of my characters. Yeah, you do have making a guy brain. I have making a guy brain. That was most of what I did because I spent the last two weeks just kind of really playing Dragon Age. Um, Um, Listeners to the last episode will remember that we dared to say we would do Origins and Awakening at the same time. Um, And please know that we hated this game so much that neither of us played Awakening. (laughs) (laughs) I said that I might play it to go with Dragon Age 2, but I'm not I'm fucking not. Fuck no. You could not pay me to play more Origins. I could pay you. You could, but I wouldn't play Origins. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other, like, pressing things we want to talk about that we played this month? Or, like, anything no. like that? I'm waiting for Elden Ring. That's what I'm doing. Right. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. It's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, and the other thing is, I, I, people are talking about that Pokemon game, and it looks kind of cool, but I don't know if I'm willing to spend $60 on it. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the same place I'm at, and um, also, like, I'm in Destiny mode right now, and so, like, the uh, like any game that I'm going to pick up right now is going to be something light or something that I can poke at and not something I need to, like, dive into, Yeah, because I, you know, I'm allocating time for Destiny and Apex Legends right now. She's gone Destiny mode. I'm, I'm shooter mode right now. I'm shooter Destiny, mode. <laughs> I'm Apex Legends, uh, you know. I love to shoot the guns. Um, yeah. But, uh, so anything that I want to pick up is going to be smaller or lighter. Um, yeah. I've been, like, poking at some Game Pass stuff to th- this morning. and um, Dude, I wish Pokemon... I had an Xbox to play Game Pass stuff. They have so much more shit. Yeah. Uh, you would love it. It's got, like, Fable. <laughs> <laughs> I would not play Fable again. I still, I still like it, but I wouldn't play it again. <laughs> um, you know, there's a there's a couple things on there that I want to get. You know, I'm gonna pick up Rise Son of Rome at some point just to see the <laughs> launch title. <laughs> I love launch titles. They're always isn't like that the weird. Series X launch title? No, that came out for the Xbox One, the all-in-one entertainment system from Microsoft with Kinect. It's what am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of, of excuse me, I'm thinking of Phoenix. Um Phoenix. Phoenix Descent? Phoenix Rising or something like that. Phoenix Rising? But There's it's not some, spelled like the bird. No, it's F-E-N-I-X or some shit. And Y-X. Whatever. Immortals, Phoenix Immortals, Rising. Phoenix Rising, that's it. Um, Same game. It's an Ubisoft game. It's on everything. Same game. 
No, it's not. That's the same as what, what I said. Oh, no, it sure. Is. But it's not the same as Rise Son of Rome. This looks like Kid No, it's Icarus probably too. the same. Those are probably the same game. I don't think so. <laughs> um Dead Space is on there. I might play Dead Space. Fuck it. Great fucking game. Or two great fucking games, I'd say. And one game I've never played. <laughs> um anyway, Dragon Age Origins. Yes. we're speeding through our intro because we gotta talk for another three hours about Dragon Age Origins. We'll not be doing this. I will abort <laughs> this pod myself. Uh, listeners, if you uh, if you miss the days of playing Mass Effect and us talking for lengthy, lengthy amounts of time, uh, it's tough. We're not doing that. We time. don't do that anymore. Uh, if we ca- if like the game made it necessary to play to like play every party member's mission the way that it did in Mass Effect 2 one we right. would complain even more but two we would actually talk about some of them but like Ogren who gives a fuck about Ogren I mostly liked it when everybody made fun of him for his wife leaving him for another woman <laughs> I didn't even see that yeah Morgan's like damn okay no wonder she went and became a lesbian look at you how many of your party members did died or did you kill over the course of your game? Uh, I ended up with Zevran dead. Yeah, same. But I didn't get to pick up Liliana because I didn't realize she was in Lothring. Because uh, I didn't find the tavern. Uh, which, that sucked. Because uh, she's the only character I care about. It's not marked as a tavern, and, um... No, it's not. If you so. don't get her then, when you leave the, that town, it gets destroyed, so tough. So, yeah, you're you're out of character. Which sucks, because she's the only other rogue you can pick up. Uh, and let me tell you, I couldn't open any fucking chests in this game. So, yeah. Because I was playing a the- warrior. <clears throat> then your only option is Zevran. Yeah, and then he died. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm sure if he liked me, he could have stuck around, but did you think I was going to spend any time with Zevran? No. No. So, let's start at the beginning. What yeah. is Dragon Age Origins about? Uh, it It is a... Fantasy game where you uh, are a you become a member of the Grey Wardens after picking a number of backgrounds. Um, there they all have different little story hooks to start, but eventually you go join the Grey Wardens, um, and the guy who inducts you into the Grey Wardens uh, ends up dying, and you have to go try and petition uh, each of the different fantasy races in the game to help you because there is something called a blight happening. Uh, This is the fifth blight, I think, uh, which is usually... uh, I don't know why they occur, 
but uh, there is something called an Archdemon that you have to kill, and only the Grey Wardens can kill the Archdemon, because uh, it has infinite respawn ability, unless you kill it with a Grey Warden, I guess. And then the Grey Warden dies. And then the Grey Warden dies. Um. So, a Blight is when Darkspawn underground find one of the sleeping old gods and corrupt them into an archdemon. So Darkspawn just exists? How many guys they got down there? What? How many old gods are down there? Just chilling. Let's see. Uh, How many old gods? Doesn't say, but they're down there. But, um, wait, no, seven. There are seven. Okay, great. Five of seven. We're almost done. (laughs) Uh, We still have two more. Oh, uh, a Chantry scholar conjectured there might have been an unknown eighth old god represented by Constellation Draconis that was stricken from historical record. Okay. So the one that we find in this game is Earthamiel. Okay. Sure. But, um, that's the thing. Darkspawn just exists, and they're down there underground, and occasionally they come across a sleeping dragon and turn it into an an archdemon. Are all the old gods dragons? Yes. Okay. Sure. Dumat, Dragon of Silence. Uh, Zazakel, Dragon of Chaos. Toth, Dragon of Fire, Andorel, Dragon of Slaves, Urthemiel, Dragon of Beauty. The remaining two are Razakel, the Dragon of Mystery, and Lusakan, the Dragon of Night. Okay. None of this is in the game that I saw. No. I mean, it might be in the codex that I didn't open. <clears throat> but nobody mentions, like, the old god part until Morgan's like, hey, can you get me one of those? <laughs> Uh yeah. So, um, you so you have to to go to the mages. You have to go to the elves. You have to go to the dwarves, and you have to go to the humans. Now, um, are... Nora, if I may ask, which background did you pick? I did two backgrounds because I played on the PS3 that we have hacked, and yeah. then when we got the Xbox, I decided that I would just play it on the Xbox because it's on Game Pass. Sure, so and that'll make it easier through... to play the other ones. Yeah, um, I don't know if that will make the save files play nice or not. I have no idea how that's going to work. But the first time I played as a city elf, I started as a city elf. And then on my main playthrough, I was a human, right? No, I was a mage, right? I forgot that I was a mage. <laughs> you were a mage. I was a mage. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only background available. Like, you can't start as a different kind of mage, right? No, I think you can only be a human mage. Uh, No, you can be an elf mage, but you can't be an elf mage with the elf background. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can can only start at the tower. Yeah. So, which made the... uh, The Arl Eamon stuff weird, because that tied into the mage background. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. Um, so, you played a warrior. Yes, I played... Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes, I played a human noble warrior. Uh, which meant my whole family got murdered, and then I went and became a warrior. <laughs> Oh, damn. But don't worry, before my family got murdered, everyone made sure to tell me what a cool girl boss I am. <laughs> because I'm a warrior and a woman. God. That never happens, you see. So, uh, don't forget how scary that is, that a girl could beat you up. That is scary. Uh-huh. Yeah, haha. Uh-huh. Um, this game is obsessed with gender. <laughs> yes, and in the most, like... I know this game came out in like 2010, 2009. 2009. It it is a 2005 <laughs> ass like obsession with gender. Yes. Uh the, so with the mages, you um your friend Jowen is like, "Hey, I want to run away from the mages and uh marry this prospective nun." She hasn't taken any vows yet. Yeah. So um, I have a feeling they're going to make me tranquil because they don't want me to, they never give me the test to become a mage. So help me do that. And I said, sure, I'll help you with that. I walked outside, went to the president of the mages and said, he's going to run away. <laughs> wow. Um, and so he was like, okay, play along and then I'll vouch for you when we catch him and you won't be in trouble because, um, you'll be like working for me the whole time. So I did that. And then after that scene, nobody else in the rest of the game brought up that I was not actually trying to help Jowen escape. Because huh. everyone assumed that I was trying to go against the rules. and But in fact, my character was just trying to follow the rules and to be a good mage. Okay. And um, a good circle mage. Which was weird. Um... Which meant that people like didn't trust me, even though I was like, "No, I did. I did the thing. I'm doing the thing you want." Yeah. Um, but then of course, Jowen reveals that he's actually a blood mage, which means that trusting him would have been a bad idea anyway. Um, and he runs away, and he gets captured later on. Uh, yeah, and gets in- up some bullshit. The city elf background is uh a nightmare i was to- i was told that uh one of us should should play that at least to like take that bullet and i did uh, not do bas- this basically if you're playing a, a city elf this human lord comes into the alienage where all the elves live and it's like yeah, I'm going to sleep with you and you and you. And it just takes a bunch of uh, elf women and abducts them. Yeah. And then you fight your way free and kill him. Um, yep. It was not fun. And it had a lot of that um, girl boss vibes that you had mentioned. Right. Right. Because you're actually no, I'm my own person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna, gonna be kick sexually ass. assaulted. No, no, uh, Buster. Um, it's a nightmare. So yeah, 
this this game is all about making up guys to be mad about. Because how do you mean? <laughs> mages, right? Yeah. When you use magic, you tap into the elemental forces of the world and the fade. And the fade is another dimension like a Feywild situation. And demons can come from the Fade to tempt you or to try and overwhelm your your will. And um, if you are, like, dominated by one of these demons, you'll become a monster and all hell will break loose and you'll do a lot of bad things. If you're a Blood Mage, you're even more likely to get possessed by a demon. Um... Is there a reason for that, or is it just that's what blood magic does? I think blood magic is just, like, more powerful and more dangerous and, like, involves more, like, like, walking closer to that influence. It's like the dark side, basically. Okay, sure. Um, And by using that, you open yourself up to more demons. This means that mages are like in society people born with magic powers are sort of it's an x-men situation where they're like persecuted for their superpowers and um there's the templars who are the martial arm of this church called the chantry and the templars have special magic nullifying powers yeah that they use to fight rogue mages and all the mages have to go through a specific thing of like being a circle mage and being like specifically uh a a mage who abides by specific rules and are is vouched for by specific people in order to practice their like craft in a specific way and the the game basically says oh we're gonna mistreat these people and we're gonna treat them as as less than human but also we have a really good reason to do it yeah so it's just making up guys to be mad at yeah it's just like you made this problem this is not like a real thing this is not real prejudice you've created this problem so that you can have some kind of like argument or conflict but also like yeah, the mages are just like generally more dangerous than normal people. Like technically true. Yes. It's like what if some people were just born with guns for hands? That would be a problem. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucked up? It would be fucked up. <clears throat> and yeah. it's like I can't really take this conflict seriously at its base because the premise is already like it built fl- flawed to, to hell. Yeah. It's, like, built to be, like, oh, there's no right answer. But also, it's, like, you kind of made a right answer. The right answer in-universe is to be a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we're going to get into that a lot next Dragon Age game. Yes, because as that's what the it. next Dragon Age game is about. Um... The third one is what if kind of a autumn. What kind of not autumn? I'm sorry, Nora. I was looking at your screen name on my screen. <laughs> um, Nora, what if what if one of your family members was a mage? Though, how would you feel about that? Wouldn't that make you think differently about the whole situation? Wouldn't you be less of a fascist? Maybe. 
Or would you become an even more militant fascist? Oh, fuck. These are your options. Uh, well, I looked it up, and people said that the best game to play as a Templar was Dragon Age 2. So, I was set oh, on, boy. One of, on one of these games. I was going to play a Templar for like the mechanic side. Uh, Dragon Age 2 apparently is the most fun time to play a Templar. So, um, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't... Sure, I guess. Well, the the way that Templarness is represented mechanically is very different between the three games because they're very different games to play. And I was yeah. just looking at like which version of the Templar is the most fun to play, and that's the one I'll do. And the consensus was that Dragon Age Two has the the most fun Templar subclass. So, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll see. All right. That's also you know I've played all the Renegade paths, so. I might as well also play the fascist in the Dragon Age games. <laughs> sure. I actually wanted the Templars to side with me in this game against the Blight. And because I didn't kill anybody, I got the mages instead. Right, because they get pissed off if you don't just kill all the mages that are in the tower. Because that's really what they want to do at the end of the day. They don't actually want to keep them there. They just want to kill them all so they don't have to keep doing this. Let's jump into that story mission, then. Let's jump into the tower. Because I was actually looking at it, and th- some guides online were saying that's recommended as an early mission, and it was not an early mission for me. It was so. the second one I did. I guess it was so my... Mm. After your after your opening, everybody goes, you get inducted into the Grey Wardens, which means you have to drink Darkspawn blood, which may or may not kill you immediately. Um, lucky for you, you're the player character, and it never kills you. Uh, but it does murder one guy who was also going to join the Grey Wardens, and then the other guy sees that happen and goes, well, fuck this, I don't want to join the Grey Wardens, and Duncan goes, okay, well, then you can join the bodies, uh, and then murders him on the spot. So, and then you're like, well, I guess after the guy betrayed the king, we have to go round up our forces so we can just not die to Darkspawn. So you have five separate, is that, is it four or five? I think it might be four plus the lands meet section. It's four plus the, then the lands meet, uh, then the final battle. The lands meet is basically part of the final battle. It it all just flows at a one point from there. Yeah. Terran Loghain, which Terran is a title, not a name. I found out eventually. Um, basically, he was going to come in and flank the d- dark spawn at the beginning of the game when a signal's lit, and then the signal goes up. He retreats and leaves the king to die so that he can become the king. Um, Instead of caring about the blight, because he doesn't think it's a real blight, I guess. Yeah, that's basically what people say, despite everyone showing up and saying, you know, this kind of looks like a real blight. Yeah, getting some real blight vibes. Yeah, awful Um, vibes on this thing. So that's happening, and you're like, oh shit. Well, I've got Alistair, and now I've got Morrigan. I guess we'll go off on this adventure. And a dog. Thank you. And a dog. Although I think the dog is optional. The dog is not optional if you're human noble. You always That's have right. the dog if you're human noble. That's right. I had yeah. to do a side quest to get the dog early on, and if I hadn't re- like happened to do that, I wouldn't have the dog. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, those are the only characters that make sense to be in this game. <laughs> yeah. Because almost every other party member just like, I don't know why you're still here with me. I don't know why we're friends. Um. So, you have four things to do. You have to talk to Arl Eamon, who is uh, a noble of some renown. He's the humans guy. 
He's the humans guy. You have to go to Orzammar where the dwarves live and get their get their help. They'll make sure that they'll honor the treaties. You have to go to the elves, the Dalish elves. Dalish elves are elves that live outside of the cities, so they're like elves that elves used to be slaves to humans, and the Dalish elves are a specific type of uh, like elven culture that has come up in I think in response to that as an attempt to reclaim what elven culture was before the slavery. I think that's how that works. I'm not but sure. I don't. I didn't read the codex. Um, if it was really important, they would have like outlined all of that explicitly. I'm sure. Um, then you have to go to the mages, and you'll either get the mages or the templars from there. So that's the four factions you need to, to ally with. But you go to its tower and find out, oh no, it's sealed. Um, there's some shenanigans going on inside, and the Templars are like, we need to run in and just kill everybody. And then you're like, well, no, hold on a second. I'll go in, and I'll find whoever's in there. And there might be survivors, and there might be people who aren't corrupted. Yeah. And so I'll go in and find them and save them, and we can kill all the bad guys. So you do that. You go in. You meet Win. Who's a yes. one of the uh, is the second because there's like two there's two builds kind of for each class, um, and by builds I kind of mean there's multiple specializations, but broadly, if you're a a rogue, you're either going to be dual wielding or you're going to be using a bow, and if you're a yeah. fighter, you're either going to be using sword and board or you're going to be two handed two handed weapons. Yeah. And if you're a mage, you're either going to be doing damage primarily or support. And so the reason you have so many party members is because each one of them is a different type of guy along those lines so that you can, like, fill out your party Although whatever you don't. Ogren and Sten are both two-handed warriors. Yes, that's true. But Alistair is a sword and board. Yeah. And then also... There's some other, something else doubles up, I think. I don't know. I think I think Leliana and Zevran, both by default, are dual wielding. No, Leliana's an archer. Oh, really? But there's okay. also DLC characters that I didn't have. Oh, what? well, the DLC character you can get is a golem, and he has his own class thing. He's not doing oh, anything. Okay. Uh, the dog is also his own class. The Yeah, the dog is dog class, obviously. Yeah. Um, a dog but, cannot dual wield, nor can the dog use a shield, nor can the dog carry his two-handed axe. I think the dog is dual wielding, tri-wielding, really, between claws and teeth. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you want to call it. Anyway. The reason there's a billion party members is because of these specializations and these broad archetypes. And, um... Wynne is a support character. She's a spirit healer. I kept her in my team for most of the game because that was useful. And She's the she only one who does it. She was the only one who does it, and she was not that annoying. Yeah, when when is but, totally fine. But She's also, I don't know chilling. why she. I don't know why she stayed in the party after this mission, but she does. Because uh, she's bored of being in the tower. She's like, yeah, "Did you see sure. that? They were gonna kill me. Let me get the <laughs> fuck out of here." Um, you also, um, 
Uh, but I'll finish the Mage Tower, then I'll talk about Sten, because I skipped Sten. Okay. Um, you get to the top, and you find Cullen. If you're a mage, then Cullen, you meet Cullen at the beginning of the game, and he's like, oh, I'm glad you passed your test, or else I'd have to kill you. Uh, I was the one they assigned to killing duty today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Cullen is stuck in a magic shield, and he's like, oh, it's, shit's fucked, man. So you go upstairs, and you deal with the boss fight up there. And um, either you kill all the mages or you don't. Um, Can we talk about how bad the fade is? I'm sorry, you skipped the fade? Oh, I did. You skipped the fade? I wish I skipped the fade. What a, just a dog shit section of video game. What is it like? What if, what if, uh, in this game where you have to play in a party and it generally you use each other's, like, you know, uh, abilities to complement each other, what if you had to be solo for the whole thing? And also, what if you had to switch between a bunch of different shape-shifting forms just because they have passive abilities that you need to, like, advance beyond areas? What if you were stuck in this, uh, kind of situation for about three hours on average because you have to go to 15 different nodes to get your party members back? Was it, um... So you had shape-shifting even though you weren't a mage? Yeah, it's part of the fade. Huh, okay, sure. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes, it, everybody has to deal with the same shit. Um, it just yeah, it takes sucks. forever, uh, and it is fucking awful. It sucks. It's... I would the, say number it's one, one the... the number one mod for Dragon Age is removing the fade. Um, but after that you fight I guess there's a demon possessing someone it's not Irving is it no it's not Irving it's it's some other guy up there whose name I don't recall but it's not Irving but then you deal with that Um, yeah just to jump back in that first town, after you start out, you can pick up Leliana. She's a bard, uh, and a, which is one of the rogue specializations. She's also used to be a lay sister at the Chantry. She's also French, because she's from Orlais. You can also meet yes. Sten, who's a Kunari. We don't really learn anything about the Kunari in this game. No. <laughs> He's just a normal um, guy in this. The Kunari later on uh, become way more like horned guys they're huge but stent yeah. is just a guy they're like gray almost like rocky looking in in skin color uh and like the weird um they have weird like patterns on their skin as well and they got huge horns they're very very big this guy is just like the one brown skinned guy in your party yeah um and he has red eyes he does. Stun's okay. He's fine. He's a no fun allowed kind of guy. Yeah. But if you have him and Leliana in your party, which I did the whole game, you get lots of dialogue about Leliana teasing him like, oh, you pet that cat. I saw you pet that cat. You're That's a big softy, actually. Um, and he's like, no, I would never pet a cat. I would. It, it would be tactically unsound. Yeah. Um. So, uh, those are the other two. You can miss those immediately if you just don't happen to see them. Yeah, and they're both in Lothering, so I hope you got at least one or the other. 
there's also Orzammar. We're just going to get the two worst missions out of the way. After the Mage Tower, you can go to Orzammar. Um, basically, you need the Dwarves' help to fight the Blight. But they're in the middle of a secession crisis. Secession? Succession crisis. Yes. Not a secession crisis. No. Kind of. The king is dead. And the king named a successor, but also the king's son wants to be the king. And you have to pick which one you want to be king. Um, And I basically had no context for either of them. So I picked the first one I met. (laughs) Which one was that? Balin. Is that the, the prince? Yes. Okay, I went the other way because mostly Balin wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Who can say? Um, yeah. So, this is the longest fucking mission in the game. Yes, it takes fucking forever. Even longer than the Fade. Well, to be fair, the Fade is just one part of the Mage Tower. The, the yeah, dwarf the thing f- is like six different missions in the dwarf area. But the fade is also longer than the entire elf mission. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably true. You can jet through that elf mission. Oh yeah. So you go down and you're like, okay, I gotta pick one, and then you gotta prove you gotta one quest to prove yourself to. Yeah, whichever. Uh, yeah, whichever whichever guy you want to back. And they're like, well, why don't you go do this fighting tournament for us? And you're like, okay, guess I will. Okay, instead of doing the fighting tournament, I went into the into the caves and rescued somebody. Well, you see, uh, I did the fighting tournament because I couldn't avoid it because um, I didn't have a way to pick locks, which meant I couldn't get to the thing that would have let me skip the fighting tournament. Huh. Yeah. Um, I spent an hour trying to get into... So the thing after that is you have to go down to the slums and kill... This lady's crew is like a, a, it's a carta. It's like um, what is it? What what is it like? They're just like it's an organized crime thing. Yeah, they're basically. they're just uh, they're well, the dwarves have this awful caste system that if you if your dad didn't have a job when you're born, you get branded, so you can't ever be in a meaningful part of society anymore. Well, if you're a man, it's based on your dad. Yeah, but if you're a woman, it's based on your mom. So. What a weird fucking okay. We, yeah. Don't Who think invents about it too this hard. shit? <laughs> <laughs> what what's the question? Who invents this shit? Dragon Mr. Bioware, what are you doing? Writers. David Gator. Yeah, that guy sucks. <coughs> anyway. Lead lead writer and creator for the setting of the role playing video game series Dragon Age. Oh, he came up with the Dragon Age setting. Is yeah. what you're saying. The Dragon Age setting. <laughs> if you don't know, the name of the setting for Dragon Age is Thedas, T-H-E-D-A-S, which stands for the Dragon Age system or setting. Setting, yeah. It's I ever I think about it constantly and I'm so mad about it every single time. Oh. Dragon Age Origins. Anyone else? Anyone else on this list here? Uh no, uh, Wikipedia lists one writer. <laughs> but um don't think too much about how gender works when you when you're thinking about Orzammar. Um you have to get into her hidden hideout and it doesn't yeah. tell you how to do that. You kind of just and have to like walk around the slums area for half an hour trying to figure it out. 
Yeah. I had to look up two different guides to get through this part. Yeah, I, I went and looked it up. Uh, I, I had half of it, and then, like, I was at a point where, like, I had the uh, item to get in, but nobody had told me where the door was. I had the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I had the door, and I didn't have the, the yeah, key. Yeah, <laughs> the key. Yep. It's just like that. Um. Yeah, so eventually you get in there, you murder so many guys. Oh, my God, this dungeon is so long. And then they make you do another one. Yeah, because to really... St- to close the deal, you're gonna need the vote of a paragon. And there's a too paragon. bad. There's only one living paragon, and she might not be alive. But you go down into the tunnels to find her. You go, you go down through like four huge cave areas. The the deep roads. The deep roads to get to where she is. I don't remember her name. She is trying uh, to find the Blanca. Bronca. Bronca. I was, I was thinking about it's, the no, Street Fighter No, not Bronca. <laughs> no, B-R-A-N-K-A, if I remember right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yes. You go down there. She's looking for the Anvil of the Void, which is used to make golems. Yes. Uh, you also encounter a bunch of Darkspawn and learn about how Darkspawn are made when you're down here. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems to be... Um, they capture a woman and then make her eat darkspawn until she turns into a darkspawn. <laughs> yes. But also it's um it's written in such a way that it's like, oh, is this cannibalism or is it something even more fucked up? It it was I don't know. I don't know which one it is. There's a lot of like suggesting that this was sexual assault during this as well. Yeah. Uh it's it's just really gross. It's also, like, much with all the other gross, edgy bullshit in this game, it's also very immature. Yes. Um, um, and eventually you find uh, the Broodmother, who is not Bronca. I thought it would be Bronca, but that's not what they ended up doing. No, you just meet Bronca, and she's like, oh, I'm so obsessed with this anvil, I have to get it. And then you're like, okay. Okay, yeah, sure, just vote for the king. And then you get to the anvil, and there's a golem there. And he's like, I'm also a paragon. I got golemed, because you have to use uh, souls to put in the golems to make golems work right. And you're like, oh, well, that seems kind of fucked up, isn't it? And then... Uh, and he's like, like, yeah, it is pretty fucked up, <laughs> but I didn't realize how fucked up it was until it happened yeah, to me. Yeah, until I started doing it! Oh, it's so stupid. He's like, damn, it was really cool until I got turned into a golem, and now I hate it. Uh, and Morgan was in my party, and I and Morgan was like, "I think we should keep the anvil. This seems sick." And I was like, "Okay, Morgan, do you want me to put you in the anvil?" She's like, "Don't you fucking dare put me in that anvil," <laughs> uh, because Morgan only cares about Morgan. Yeah, and Morgan Junior coming. And soon. Morgan Junior. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you have to choose whether you want to save the anvil or not. And if you don't, if you're like me and you destroy the anvil, you have to kill Bronca. But then the Paragon Golem will give you a crown. A to crown. Give to the king of... It's so stupid. You take the crown and you give it to whichever king you wish. But then the Paragon in the who's golemed is has to like Terminator 2 himself in the lava. Yes. 
Um, also, yeah. this isn't what golems are. Like, yeah, you find like, a different golem, and it's not this. No, I just mean in like real life. Oh, okay. Like, I was just thinking about like how many golems do you know? Well, golems are like a real f- piece of folklore in the real world. Oh, okay. And like the way that. As I understand it, the way that they are given life is by writing the name Yahweh on the golem. Oh, which sure. is a very different vibe than very different vibe than taking people's souls, which is pretty evil. Um so, you know. The um so the other thing about this that drove me up the wall when I was doing it is you show up with Bronca, and that golem is there blocking the path, right? And he's like, hey, don't... Uh, the anvil's still here because I can't break it. I can't go near the anvil. That's how golems are. You know how it is. And you go, uh, okay, sure. I guess I know how it is. And Bronca's like, well, we got to keep it, right? And you go, no, well, no, it seems very evil to do that. And Bronca's like, okay, I'll fight you about it. Um, you, you do the fight, and then... Um, the golem goes, oh, hey, by the way, I was lying. Do you want me to go make you a crown on that anvil I was just talking about and have a cool cutscene about it? And you're like, what? And he's like, yeah, see, watch. And then he goes and makes the crown on the anvil. And you're like, okay, well, thanks maybe, for that. Can you go on the lava, maybe? hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> the problem is the fact that he can go to... T- I just... It just doesn't. He should have just broken it. He could have broken it. It's very clear he could have broken it and was just chilling. He never said that to me. So he said that to me. I was like, "Well, why are you here? If like, why don't you just break the anvil?" And he's like, "Well, I can't do it. I'm a golem. Golems can't break anvils. I can't even get near it. There's a force field. (laughs) Maybe get near means like within six inches. He he is smack." He's using the anvil to make the crown. Don't worry about it. I'm, I mean, I, I could rip this game up all I want, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we're skimming through this because yes. if we really wanted to dissect it, there's a million things we could talk yes, about Yes, there's a zillion. But I don't want to spend that much time on this game because I've spent so much on it already. And I don't like it. And, like, I have some affection for this setting, and for like what it becomes later because I played Inquisition and had a good time. I don't respect it though, I guess. Sure. <laughs> it's like it's fun, but it's not like one of the things I like, you know? No. Um, um bad news about like the dark or ro- uh, the deep roads, because they're gonna show up next game too. That's fine. It's a different game. Yeah. Still the deep also, roads though. I just wanna say um, this game comes out in 2009. Yes. It's about, it features a storyline where you go to the dwarves to help them join you against a common enemy, and they're in the middle of a, a succession crisis, and you have to help decide who the next king will be. In 2008, a little book called Brissinger, or The Seven Promises of Aragon Shadeslayer, um... In that book, this exact this... plot happens, minus the anvil and the dark spawn. And I just want to know if David Gator read Christopher Paolini's book and decided it needed to be edgier. I Because it's just the same plot. That's a really quick turnaround, given this game was in development for six years. 
I know. I don't think... I think if Bursinger maybe comes out in 05, you could make this claim, but... It's just suspicious to me. <laughs> <laughs> but also... Uh, I don't know how many guys working this... at Bioware are really into Aragon. I assume a lot of them, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. But, like, um, I actually like that story, and so seeing similar playing pieces just fucked around with was, like, extra nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, I've seen this exact plot, but way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's the dwarves. That's the uh, dwarves. You have to go to the elves. Um, you go there, and a guy's like, ah, oh, a bunch of our people are sick from werewolves. So you go to where the werewolves are, and they're like, ah, oh, actually... That one guy cursed werewolves. us 400 years ago. And you go back and you go, isn't that kind of fucked up? And he's like, no. And you're like, well, okay. So. 400 years ago, this guy's children were killed and or assaulted by humans. Yes. He then curses them and turns them into werewolves by summoning a spirit and putting it in the body of a wolf. Yeah. But now, I assume these are different werewolves because it's been 400 years. These seem to be... It's hard to say because at some point, like, they suggest that these are the children of the werewolf, the previous werewolves, right? But then also, like, when they turn back, they're like, wow, we haven't aged at all. And it's like, wait, hang on a fucking minute. What happened here? What's going on? Because that settlement left, and the humans all left, and then the werewolves were left. Yes. And I was under the impression that being a werewolf didn't give you eternal life. (laughs) Well, it seems like this curse maybe hit all of them, because the elf guy is immortal as long as his curse lives, which maybe suggests that it also curses them for eternity, which is uh, very seriously binding in this case. Well, regardless, uh, it's all better now because I fixed it. <laughs> uh, it's all better now because I murdered that fucking elf. I made him... Oh, I did too, but I made him like turn off the... Uh, yeah, I made him turn off the curse, the curse and then he died. But I had to beat him up to make him do that. But if you outright kill him, you can have werewolves help you in the final battle. So. Oh, really? That's kind of sick. Yeah. Um, you have to like conv- use the convince options to like convince the werewolves no you should just kill him like fuck him but then they can't be uncursed yeah uh anyway this this whole mission is like an hour (laughs) it was a brisk walk uh and therefore was the best one (laughs) it was the first one i did so i I was so optimistic that i was just gonna breeze through the rest of the game yeah and then that was crushed that was taken from me that was my last one and i was so relieved (laughs) yeah because my the dwarf one was the second to last one, and I thought I was never. I thought I was never going to get through. Yeah. Um, and- the last one is Earl Eamon. Earl Eamon. <laughs> Earl. Earl. <laughs> they should have just named him Earl. Earl is also a name that's a title. Earl is a name. <laughs> so so Eamon is a cool noble guy, and he's good. 
and we are just told that he's good. I'm sure. I'm sure if you're a human noble, you get more information about him. No, you don't. Okay, no, he's no. Just you good. just say he's good. <laughs> he's. He, you just go. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's good. He's poisoned though, and so you go to the castle, and the village outside is like, "Help, zombies!" And you kill a bunch of zombies, and you go inside, and you find your old buddy Jowen. If you're a mage, is uh up to his tricks again but he says no no it wasn't me i poisoned the guy i maybe poisoned him but i didn't do (laughs) demon magic i did teach a child magic without supervision and he might have done the demon but i don't see how that's my fault so you have to deal with that and um you can either kill the demon drive the demon away or make a bargain with the demon to get some kind of boon in exchange for them leaving. If they leave, then um, they'll come back later when this kid is an adult. Oh, in a different game? Back. No, not in a different game. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, is that like this in the posts? I don't... I think so. I think it just says that he disappears when he comes of age. But, Interesting, um, okay. Th- I don't think that comes up in any of the other games. Maybe he just but decides he... to not do m- the mage's tower, I don't know, whatever. But, the the demon offers you a bunch of options in exchange for, yeah, I'll leave for now but then I'll take him back later uh, and you won't have to deal with it. It'll be someone else's problem. Some of the things that they offer you, uh, um, she can give you um, the Blood Mage specialization, which I took and then reloaded so that I could still have it, um, because it unlocks Wait, on your... Yeah, the specializations unlock based on your account, so if I played the game now, I could immediately have oh, the Blood what? Mage. Yeah. That's wild. It's... It's it's something. So I did that and then reloaded so that I could be a blood mage. That's so <laughs> funny wanted... without any commitment. Um, she will give you a level or something. <laughs> I think. Let me see. Here is ten XP, traveler. <laughs> Here's the four options of things this demon will give you. One, arcane secrets. I want to know specialized blood magic. This unlocks blood mage specialization. Um, I want the love of those around me, which boosts all your companions' approval by plus 20. Uh, Keep it simple, something to increase my talents, and you get a tome of ethereal suggestion, which gives you one talent and one spell. The fourth option is... I'll take pleasure, demon. Show me what you've got. This initiates a kissing scene between the demon and the warden. Just kissing? Just kissing. Bro. You get to kiss a demon in exchange for this child's soul later on. Yeah, sure. So... Uh, I reloaded, and then I was like, I used, because I specialized in, um, or I, I, like, mainlined the coercion skills, so I just told Mm -hmm. her to fuck off for good. Uh, if you're, if you're fully maxed out, you can tell her to fuck off and not have to fight her, and you'll get a boon, but, um, 
and she won't come back. But I didn't, so I just told her to fuck off and didn't get anything. No, my option was pretty much kill the mom and then get rid of the demon. Oh, I had to kill the mom to get rid of the demon, for sure. The only way to not have anyone die is if you do the the mage quest before this quest, and this was my first quest. I could have gone back to the mages, but I didn't feel like it. That sounded like a lot of work. Yeah. By which I mean like four loading screens, and I wasn't going to put up with that. Either way, you fix everything one way or another. And uh, Eamon is still asleep because he's been poisoned. Because this was all to fix Connor, the kid who's been possessed by a demon. And now you have to fix Eamon. So you have to go on a quest to do a little Indiana Jones mission to find the Urn of Sacred Ashes, which are the ashes of Andraste, which was a prophet of the Chantry who was burned at the stake, um, I think, by the Tevinter Imperium. Um, You go up there, you find a dragon, like a normal dragon. Yeah, like a regular dragon. And... um, if you're like me, you get a weird slow-mo final blow as Sten is on the dragon's head, hitting it while it's whipping its head back and forth. Yeah. It looked bad. <laughs> no, it's very cool. Obviously. No. It's really cool the way you're spattered in blood all the time. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, The best part of like the blood spatter thing is so... At the end of this quest line, like, you go in there, you do a bunch of riddles, you pretend like this is the end of um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, and you go up to the uh, ending thing, and it's like, well, there's a wall of fire here, and the only way through is if you get naked. Um, so you do that, but if you have bloodstains on you, on your armor, when you take off the armor, you just have bloodstains on you instead. It's very funny. They don't go <laughs> away. Um, so yeah, you strip naked and walk five feet forward and then it automatically puts all your gear back on. It's so stupid. But if, God help you, if you pick up anything in this room, because when it gives you all your armor back, it's all marked as new in your inventory. So good luck if you just didn't realize what you picked up. Oh, sure. Uh, but you get it. You get a pinch of ashes that you, in one way or another, give to Eamon, wake him up. He's like, oh, God, you have to do your treaties now. And you're like, I got my treaties. And he's like, okay, good. We're going to call a a flat meeting (laughs) for all the nobles. Um, Yeah. And uh, this is your warning. Go do side quests if you want. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Don't really feel like it. I got like a bunch of DLC quests that were on my map. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do none of those, actually. I got all those, but without the DLC, so I just had the quest, but couldn't That's do them. That's so funny. Because I'm playing Can't on you see what X- you're missing out on? But I'm playing on the the Xbox Series X with the backwards compatibility. I'm playing on the what? new shit. Yeah, I'm on the new shit, and I can't access that shit. <laughs> it's not on there. <laughs> like, Game Pass doesn't have the DLC. <laughs> owned. Oh, no, 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 no. I would have had to play Awakening on the PS3 anyway. Yeah. So, then you go to the lands meet, which is a big, like, courtroom scene where you have to convince the nobles to side with uh, your candidate for king rather than uh, Terran Loghain. You do a bunch of quests about this. Your options are either 
Alistair, your party Templar, former Templar, now Grey Warden. And also um, apparently Bastard of the Old King. Yes, Bastard of the Old King. Important. Um, uh, queen Honora, who was the queen of the king who died at the beginning of the game. Kaelin, who was a big... I don't want to say himbo, um, but he's just dumb. <laughs> he is dumb. He's, if he were like more of a character, he would be a himbo, but he's kind of shallow. He's too nice to be king, basically, is what the game is trying to get uh, through He's to too you. nice to be king, but he's very pretty and uh, not a good stra- strategist. Strategist? Strategist. Strategist, yeah. Uh, or tactician, one of the two. Um, so Queen Adora is his widow. So your options are one of those two, and the reason you wouldn't want Queen Honora is because she's seen as kind of shifty or, like, uh, power-hungry or ambitious. and um, But also, she was already running the kingdom behind Kaelin's back while he was doing wars, so yeah, I don't so know honestly, how big of a change that is. Uh, but I took the third option, which is to make the both of them marry each other. <laughs> I did not do this. That seemed mean to Alistair. <laughs> yeah, well... It was at this point that I realized that if I'd spent more time with Alistair, I might have actually liked him. Because um, you have to use he's... him for a lot of the rest of the game. You have to use him for the end part of the game. Um, and when he's not interacting with Morrigan, he's way more fun to be around. You could say this about many characters. Yeah, that's true. Including Morrigan. I, I have no idea what that means, but sure. <laughs> Um, so, you're all set, and in the course of these missions to lead up to the Landsmeet, you've rescued Riordan, a, uh, an Orlesian Grey Warden. <laughs> the, the French Grey Wardens. Yeah. Uh, he's taken a break from writing Percy Jackson books to, uh, come and be imprisoned by a lord that you have to kill. Arl Howe. Arl Howe. Arl Howe. Who's also doing... He's also Slave evil. He was holding... Training? No, he was holding a Nora. He's holding a Nora. No, uh, Logain is doing the slave trading. Yes. Logain is doing the slave trading of elves. Uh, and sending elves to Tevinter. Which I didn't realize Tevinter was like a place that still existed. No, it's a I season. Played... You know, like Winter. Yeah, I know. Like the <laughs> I did tweet a picture of. <laughs> of Sorry, that of the... was a joke specialized for Nora. I thought you'd like it. I liked it, but I hated it. <laughs> That's some There's... shit you would say. That's all I'm you saying. Fight, you fight some Tevinter soldiers, and so I tweeted an image of them and said, <laughs> "Captain America, yeah. Tevinter soldier." Mm-hmm. But the Imperium is like a fallen empire, and I didn't realize that Tevinter was so present because in Inquisition, which is the only one of these I've played, Tevinter is like not really present in that way. Yeah. Um, at least from my memory. But regardless, you solve all these problems, and hopefully, you get your chosen guy to be king. You also have to kill Terran Logain one way or another. Um, and then when you kill him he goes oh thank god you can you you're strong enough to run this country and you're like all right man he's like i'm cool with dying now now that i know that you're strong enough to do this you're like i 
buddy, I just wanted to kill you. This is you not about also, ruling the country. You're also given the option of making him do the joining ritual to join the Grey Wardens. Because yeah. it might kill him, which would just work out. But it doesn't. If you choose this, Alistair leaves the party. Yeah. Which is um, weird. Alistair, we're the only two Grey Wardens. <laughs> At some point, yeah. you have to compromise. You have to get you have to get over yourself about this one thing. <laughs> we need some guys. Um. Then you prep for the final battle, and Morrigan is like, "Hey, you know." Well, first, Reorden gives you the news of, "Oh, um, when you kill the Archdemon, uh, one of us has to do it, and we will die. Otherwise, the Archdemon will come back." Uh, well, the, Morgan, the thing is, they don't tell you this at all. They're like, hey, do you wonder why Grey Wardens are important? And I'm like, yes, I do. I have no idea why Grey Wardens are important. Uh, and then he's like, yeah. well, unless you kill them and uh, you get killed by having the spirit enter you, they'll just come back. And you're like, well, fuck. Okay, fine. So Morgan's like, hey, 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 wait a minute. What if you had sex with me? And you're like, Morgan, it's not time. (laughs) Morgan, please. Listen, it'll make me pregnant. And then I will do a ritual to make it attract the spirit of the archdemon when it dies. So that it'll be absorbed into this new life and change it. And... Somehow this ritual will make it so that it has the essence of the old god that was corrupted, but without the darkspawn corruption. And also they'll be my kid. Also they'll be my kid, and I get to take them and leave, and you'll never yeah. see me again. And you're like, wait, hold on, Morgan. I'm not playing as a character who can fuck you because <laughs> can't of the fuck way you like made that. this game. Um, and she's like, don't worry, you can just get Alistair to do it. So you can convince Alistair... To fuck Morrigan <laughs> to make a baby that will become an archdemon, not an archdemon, an old god. The worst sex scenes in history, my fucking god. If you don't do this ritual, Morrigan leaves the party. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, yes. So, uh, there are lots of ways to lose party members in this game. Yeah. If you don't I... hang out with Zevran, then during the lands meet, he will betray you and kill you. If you don't do the ritual with Morrigan, she will leave the party. Alistair will leave the party if you try to put Terra and Loghain in the Grey Wardens. Uh, Wynne will attack you if you make it clear that you're going to side with the Templars in the Mage Tower, and you'll have to kill her there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others outside of just, like, disapproval. I think you can just get Ogren to leave if you want to. I mean, you can tell anyone to leave. Yeah. But I don't remember if there's any way... Maybe there's something in the in the the anvil mission that will make him leave. Maybe, I but I assume siding he definitely had like a negative reaction to me siding with the golem, but Yeah, I don't know. Um but anyway, lots of ways for you to just axe your party members. Yeah. Um But we haven't even talked about Zevran because he's so nothing. He's an assassin, he was hired to kill you and when you beat him, he's like, I could join you instead. And your character's like, yeah, sure, I trust that. And then he's in the party. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you can tell him to fuck off or kill him. But it's just 
another very flimsy character. I picked him up uh, so I could have lock picking for like ten minutes, and that was it. Yep. Um. Anyway, after you do the ritual, you go to the final battle. Ah. After you do the ritual, you go to the final battle. It's a really, really big, big, long combat mission where you have a, a menu option to call in NPC uh, aid from the various factions you've acquired. It is not as cool as you'd like. Um, you know what else you can do? Uh, is you can enable console commands and type kill all enemies. <laughs> yeah, I didn't finish the final boss because it was bullshit. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, it just sucks. And it's needlessly difficult and needlessly... Um, like, I don't know. You can't just, have more than one ally on the field, either. I just don't like, think that any CRPG ever has had good combat. I just don't think that's ever happened. I also don't think this has happened except for Shadowrun, which has a whole different mode of combat that is good. Sure. But that's, like, the one that I think has decent combat. Maybe we'll find uh, out one it, day. It it turns into, like, a tactics game, basically. It's not good for um, me. Yeah, I know. You don't like the grids, but I do. Um, it's it, it kind of turns into XCOM, if you like XCOM. I hate XCOM! Ah, well, shit. <laughs> um, I also agree with you that I think CRPGs generally just have terrible combat. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons that I like... I tried it, I downloaded it, I dipped my toe into Baldur's Gate to see if we would end up playing every Bioware game, and we're not playing every Bioware game on this <laughs> podcast. Um, one, you wouldn't enjoy it, and more importantly for me, I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> okay, great. Like, I'm not even, you know. There are games yeah. I will ask you to put up with, and Baldur's Gate And is boy, have not. I. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> this is why I'm you're the even... podcast villain. I'm not the villain. I'm literally <laughs> making your life better. <laughs> I remembered it so you didn't have to. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, combat sucks. I mean, the combat is fine in parts of this game. There are parts where it's very smooth and you like you run up on some guys, you hit your stun ability or snare ability or whatever you have, and then you like hit your AoEs or you have your guys move in and like it works out and like 15 seconds later it's over. That's that, fine. That never wants to, I'm playing on easy and that never once happened. Okay, well I had a lot of combats where I'd walk up, I'd hit my area, area stun, and stun everybody, hit my AoE on them, on them. it was fine. Maybe it's uh, just better so, if you're playing a mage, because as a warrior, I, you have one AoE ability, and it's on like a minute and a half cooldown. Oh yeah, and the it's, mage it, it's is a just, knockdown, it's not a damage skill. The mage is just better. Mage is just a better class. Um, so, in that instance, like, things were fine, but um, I don't know. I enjoyed. Yeah. I've played a ranger and a mage in Inquisition, and I enjoyed those just fine. Um, it's a it's a it's a, a cooldown based RPG. So, you know, I've played a lot of League of Legends. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, that's the end of the game. 
Yep. You defeated the Blight and made a child who's an old god. That's what I did anyway. You could also I finished die. It. I, I did kill the last boss. You'll notice we didn't talk about fucking any of our party members. No, I, I went back to camp like once when I had to. Because the game doesn't make you. There's no, like, downtime between missions if you don't want there to be. And I, like, the first couple times, I just forgot that you could go to camp. Like, I, I just forgot that was a thing you could do. It uh, doesn't load off you in into a corner. camp by default. Like, in Mass Effect, it loads you into the Normandy, right? Yeah, and, and that means, like, okay. like you, do, you do your silly little tasks on the Normandy. Yeah, but this game doesn't ever force you into camp. So, if you're, like, not thinking about it, then you won't even, like remember that there is a camp it forces you into a camp once but then after that it's like it's always there but it never makes you go there so unless you remember to do it you'll never like have those downtime moments because the game just keeps going yep um which is weird because this game came out after mass effect i think is that you think they would remember. remember let's see i'm pretty sure mass effect came out in 2008 Let's see, Mass Effect. 2007. Seven, shit. Yep. I was on point one, but regardless. Um, well, to be fair, Dragon Age was in development, I think, probably before Mass Effect was. That, hmm. That might be true. That might be true. Or they started at the same time and they just took different paths. You Dragon Age had, it, like, Mass- a really long development. You could say that Mass Effect has been in development since, like, 2002, because if you play Knights of the Old Republic, it's just Mass Effect. <laughs> no, it's not. That's just not true. Um, but that's Dragon Age Origins. This I guess is the worst game that. we've played for this podcast. I think it's called that because you have origin stories? Sure. Which is, like... A weird thing to like name your entire game after is like your your one character creation gimmick. I don't think that's what it is. I think it just sounds cool, and it's the first game in a series. Why not just call Air it Dragon Age? Cool. Because you have to have a subtitle for a fantasy book or game. You don't have to do that. You don't have to, but they do. Because then the next one they do Dragon Age two, but then the next one is back to having a subtitle. So. Yeah. Shrug. I don't know. But I don't think it has anything to do with, like, the origins. Is it the origins of Dragon Age as a franchise? That's what I said! That's dumb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're, we're done. We don't have to think about Dragon Age origins again. I hate this game. This game's Some awful. The, this game is awful. Yeah. I think it's probably the worst game we've played for this podcast. That's why I said. I know. I'm just I'm just thinking it over. It it's easily the worst game. Well, are you sure it's worse for you than Fable? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Cause I got to the end of this one. <laughs> yeah. I think I might dislike Fable more, but This is a worse it's game. Cl- it's close. This is a this is a bad game. <laughs> this is a bad experience. Fable also isn't very long versus no, Dragon Age, not. which is forever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fable is like a game that's not built to appeal to me in any way, but it's like 
eight hours long. <laughs> Whereas Dragon Age Origins is a game that's in my sort of oeuvre. And it's like a million hours long. Yeah. And bad. So. It's awful. Um, uh, anything else to bring up or do we want to do questions? No, let's do questions. I'm tired of talking about this fucking game. <laughs> If you want to send us questions, you can send those to journalupdated at gmail.com. And if you do, they might sound a little something like this. I'm going to pull up an email now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were doing it during that part where you were quiet. No, that was just so that I could edit in the music. Oh, okay. We got an email coming in from Danny. Hi, Nora. Sorry, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Revisiting this game makes me wonder why I liked it so much when it came out. On revisiting, so much of the game seems super edgelordy bullshit designed to be mature from the whole city elf prologue to the terrible dark spawn stuff. The best thing I can say about it is Kate Mulgrew's and Tim Curry's voice performances are always enjoyable. Could... Do you know who where Tim Curry is in this game? No fucking idea who Tim Curry is no in this idea. game. I couldn't tell you. Let me see if I can find um, out. Anyway, I'm curious what you thought of Awakenings. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sorry replay about it, that one. I, re- I didn't replay it, but I remember liking it more than the main game. I'll say same sentiment. I didn't play it, but I like it more than the main game. <laughs> because I didn't play it. Uh, Tim Curry was apparently Arl Howe. Oh, that Who guy in the game in two much. seconds. Yeah. Well. Arl Howe is the guy who has your family killed, but again, you don't talk about him very much in the game. Yeah, I wasn't a human noble, so. No. Uh, also, I remember Dragon Age 2 being my favorite of the series, so I hope it's better than this was. I assume it is. Um, It's also my favorite game in the series. I think Dragon Age 2 is really good. But it's been a very long time since I've played it, so don't hold me to that. You want to take this next one from Anthony? Sure. Uh, Anthony writes in and says, What's your favorite video game, dog or cat? Um, All of the cats in Monster Hunter are perfect angels. That's true. And they will cook you food. That's so true. They're always doing that. Um... Dog or cat from a video game. Here's the problem. is A lot of times they make them enemies, and every video game dog enemy is the worst enemy in that game. The the space dogs in Destiny are cool. No, they suck. They're fine. They're fine. They look neat. They're just dogs. (sighs) They're space... They're actually specifically not dogs, but... Well... Um, can I think of a dog in a video game? Let's see. Um, <laughs> it sounds like the answer might be no. 
I can't think of any. <laughs> no dogs in here. I'm I'm really trying. I can think of dogs in video games I haven't played, like Fallout. That's not going to help us here. I know. Uh, Growlithe. Great dog. Yeah, that's, that's my a answer. great dog. Or Sif. Sif's cool. Sif is cool. Yeah. You're the next email. Oh, I am. Kieran writes, As this game dragged on, how many years did you age? Fuck out of here. Don't read the rest of this email. (laughs) Fuck that. Is there any game that would actually benefit from persistent blood spatter? There is one. It already exists. It's called Hitman 2016. (laughs) In games with romance options, have you ever regretted or stopped pursuing a romance as you discovered more about the character? And who was that character? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't think of any. The the Grey Warden in Inquisition, actually. Just because I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, he's just kind of a dad, and I got bored, yeah. and I was like, eh. Yeah. I'm gonna go flirt with Josephine instead. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know, I haven't played that one, so we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Um, next email coming in from Amelia uh, says, I thought this game was pretty bad at launch on Xbox, but I played it years later on PC, and I found that the mouse and keyboard controls really elevated it to a bad game with slightly better combat. <laughs> uh, anyway, the rogue class has a skill where they teleport around an area and backstab one, which is pretty sick. What kind of cool animation should be in more games? Um, okay, I mean, the cool animation is in games. You just got to play the right games. But they really more games? The, anime, the anime bullshit quotient in Inquisition because that's a basic move for the really for multiple characters. Yeah. See, I think that whips. They more games should have that. What more games should just one, let you teleport. What if you shot one arrow straight up and then hit it, like placed an AOE circle, and then a million arrows rained down on that area? That's normal. That's normal. Yeah, that's normal in video games. I thought you would think it was cool. That I mean, it is cool, but that's like every MMO has that. I don't play MMOs. So. Every MMO has been doing this since the year 2004. Well, this is exactly the reason I picked up Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning one time. Oh, dear. So. <laughs> it was that and because I thought that the, the chakrams were cool. Sure. Oh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what what other anime? I mean, more more games should have lightsabers. That's true. I think there should be a, a flash step ability on like, especially if you have like a grid based RPG where like if an enemy misses you, you can immediately teleport behind them. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, agreed. Uh, oh, I opened the same email a second time. We got in one from Jen. Uh, hello again, Molly and Nora. I bought Dragon Age Origins around its original release, expecting something wildly different than what I got. My only other Bioware game at the time was Mass Effect, and the hilarious Violence trailer 
uh, which is the trailer we've been mentioning, I believe, the uh, Marilyn Manson trailer. No, I think it's a um, different trailer. Oh, is it different? I'll I'll look it up while you read the email. For Dragon Age, prepare me for something more action-oriented than its focus on pausing and issuing commands. My question. Have you ever been misled by a game's marketing to the point where going in you were expecting something completely different? If so, were you put off by that difference, or were you pleasantly surprised? I don't think so. I mean, I guess I'm about to be, because I always thought that Sleeping Dogs was a Grand Theft Auto game. I mean, it's not exactly, but like the comparison is there. Anyway, here's the here's the violence trailer. Oh boy! It is, it's terrible. Uh, if I if I'm remembering it right, it's very bad. It's just about stabbing guys and blood mostly. It does have Marilyn Manson in it. Oh, oh is this also Marilyn Manson? Okay. Yeah. I had the sound off because we're doing podcast. Yeah. I just skipped through it. Um. Oh, this is yeah. the same song. It's the same exact song. Yeah. But this is a. Di- I think this is still a different trailer. There's just more blood in it. Uh, misled by marketing. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely something. If there is, like half, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like, half the time that I download some small, unknown game that has, like, two Steam reviews, I guess, counts as this. <laughs> Does it? I don't know. That's not marketing. The Steam page is marketing. Sure. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't, I don't know of anything. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I guess I did buy Dragon Age initially because I liked Mass Effect, uh, mm-hmm. and that obviously did not go well. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like the marketing on Dragon Age. I just was like, oh, Bioware made another game. I want to play it. Yeah. Do you want to read M's email? Sure. Uh, from M... Uh, I feel bad being the one person writing in to talk about enjoying Dragon Age, but I am A, not replaying it, and B, sure everything you say about it is right. I just wanted to provide the narrative I have in my head, fuzzy memories of the plot and all. Picked a female city elf, the most fraught of origins, what with all the racism and sexual assault and all that. Coming out of that and running across the Liana, my warden decided to cast off the world of men and live happily with her girlfriend and together wield the power that the party has. That is, of course, until Alistair suddenly gets revealed as being in line for the throne. I broke things off very cordially with Liliana, then began shaping this well-meaning but weak-willed guy into the weapon of my warden's desire, which was to protect and control. Easy to do when you save the world and get your boyfriend on the throne. The city elf ending prevents you from getting married, but the narrative of my memory definitely states that you were the true power behind the throne, the strange CIA knight who made the king strong, enabled him to defeat the dragon, and kept him in power afterwards. This is extremely the kind of messy anime story that I'm drawn into, like uh, Final Fantasy VIII or Gundam Wing, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised this is what uh, that this was why I remember uh, Dragon Age Origins fondly and just forget about the rest of the stuff. Anyway, someday you'll play a good game. I hope it's next month. I remember really liking Sleeping Dogs, which has its own really silly narrative bits, but is overall much more goofy about them. So true. I feel like this comes up a lot, but we do play good games on this podcast. When? 
Name one. Literally last month. What did we play last month? Portal. Oh, Portal. yeah. <laughs> and then Skyrim before it. Skyrim is not a good game. Yes, it is. It's a fine game. We it's play totally plenty of fine. good games. I would say we play more good games than bad games. No, we do not. <laughs> we absolutely don't. Are you sure? Look at this fucking list. Look at our list of video games. We okay, have played so many more bad games than good games. Let me see. Let me see. Outer Worlds, bad. Soma, mid. Mass Effect, bad. Dishonored, good. Mass Effect 2, awful. Dishonored 2, good. Mass Effect 3, the worst. Uh, Death of the Outsider, good. Andromeda, bad. Pyre, bad. Banner Saga, mid. Radical uh-huh. Dreamers, I think is not very good. Uh, Fable the Lost Chapters, you don't like, but I have nostalgia for. <laughs> Disco Elysium, I like a lot, and you don't. Uh, Tyranny, dog shit. Bioshock, bad. Undertale, eh. Uh, Deus Ex, Undertale's bad. Good. No, it's not. Uh, Late Shift, which was fine, I guess. It was weird. Until Dawn, I would not call good. I wouldn't call it bad. I wouldn't call it bad, but it's not a good game. We play far more bad games than good games on this podcast. But we don't play majority bad games. Yes, we do. If you add the good games and the mid games together, that <laughs> equals more than the bad games. Okay, okay, fine. You got me there, but I think I would group mid with bad way more than I would gr- group mid with good. I'm just saying. Y- and we're you're not wrong. strangers to playing good games. Right, I do it when I'm not doing this podcast. Well... we've got good games scheduled for this year that's right next up sleeping dogs that's a fucking video game right there and i'm sure we've got something else scheduled besides dragon age that Uh, isn't in december that no we don't we have nothing else scheduled (laughs) (laughs) we don't have anything after sleeping dogs yet do we uh no we should probably pick something. We don't have to do it right now. No. We can do it eventually. We only ever have to do this a month in advance. I don't know why we always do two. Because the original conceit was that we would alternate between short and long, so it would give people a chance to like play along with the long games if we wanted. But Yeah, we stopped doing that like immediately. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say we should pick something short for April so I can play Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, that's true. We should pick something small for April because I'm going to be playing Elden Ring. Uh, I, you know what? I have a suggestion, but what? Marathon. <laughs> yeah, we can put marathon there. Sure. Sure. That's like a four-hour. You're like, so excited shoot. about this, and I have no I interest. Pl- I've wanted to play marathon for years and never actually like committed to. I it, have. So. Sure, put it on the list. There you go. Sleeping Dogs up next, then marathon. Yeah. This then is Dragon the pod. Age too. <laughs> Then Dragon Age 2. Lord. It's it's small and free. What else do you want? <laughs> it Yeah, it is small and free. If you had something else to suggest, you could have said something. I don't. I don't have anything else to suggest right now. Well, there you go. Um. Oh, we have one more email. Oh, right. The one you're surprising me with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't believe you almost forgot this. I also can't believe this. I'm going to open up 
emails. You have to send it to me. Yeah. We got an email from Dia who says Hey y'all, sad I couldn't join you for this episode, but I'm excited to be listening to it. Here's my question. How many Alistairs can you fit inside Sten's foreskin? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like three. Um, I'm going to send you the um, image. Yeah, please show me what this email, email looks like. Um, there you go. There's a, a little image. Oh, dear. Accompaniment oh, of a boy. bunch of Alistairs inside of Sten's crotch. So how many Alistairs can you fit inside Alice? Well, Dia got five in there. Yeah. Which is which is higher than my guess. Mm-hmm. I was Sten, gonna say one. Sten just looks like off-brand Geralt. Yeah, I can see that. I guess he has white hair. Just look at his face. He looks like <laughs> off-brand Geralt. Anyway, look how grumpy he is. Yeah, he's mad. Well, he is standing in fire. I would probably be upset, too. I would get out of there. Yeah. That's just me, though. I would say one Alistair at a time can fit inside Sten's foreskin. (laughs) Christ. Anyway, this Uh was the pod. This was the pod. Mm -hmm. You can send your emails to journalupdated at gmail.com. Join us next time for Sleeping Dogs, Mm -hmm. which... um, I had downloaded on our hacked PS3 and then realized that it was on Game Pass. It is on is Game much Pass. More convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so please feel free to play along with us on that front. Uh, You'll have a better time... time than this last month. I'll pr- I promise you that. Oh yeah, I can also promise that. Even though I've never played more than ten minutes of Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Uh, I ran around on some docks. I think at the beginning. Great. Um, and uh, I'm sure next month we'll be uh, right back here to tell you all about Elden Ring. Unless uh, it not next time. Out. No, it doesn't come out until the end of February. So no, I will not end be talking about it. Okay, that's why April has to be short, not March. I didn't know. <laughs> Keep up. I'm trying. Nora, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora or at norablake.online to find stuff I've done. What about you? You can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. Uh, you can find me at audioentropy.com, I need mail.com, uh, and over on Eidolon, which is on Audio Entropy. Uh, it's it's the actual play podcast we do uh, uh, with with a game that Luke and I wrote about about doing stand battles. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, this podcast is on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. Which you can support at abnormalmapping.com or um, patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Yeah, that's the one. I had to burp. Uh, that's why, yeah, that's why I took over. <clears throat> but um, you can find my other podcasts on the Export Audio Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash export audio. Yes, exportaud.io. You should give money to both of these wonderful sites. You should. And you'll you'll get various rewards. If you give uh, $5 to Export Audio, you'll get Pop Town Funk, the Funko Pop based uh, roulette. It's <laughs> well, true. Where we roll a random Funko Pop and watch whatever movie or whatever is associated with it. Next one we're going to do is some Overwatch comics. Um, oh, Lord. Which is fine. Comics are easy to read. <laughs> 
They, uh, yeah, they, they are easy to read. Unfortunately, you are doing Overwatch. It's not going to be as good as the uh, season eleven episode four of um, Supernatural that we did. Probably not, time. but it'll be fine. Uh, and on the flip side, there, if five dollars on abnormal mapping will get you Blockbusters, a fantastic movie podcast, excellent podcast. Yeah. Um, so just you know, give everyone your money and enjoy all of the tasty little podcast treats. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you pay ten dollars to abnormal mapping, you'll get access to Voip Life, a podcast that I've been on multiple times now. That's true. Um, so there you go. This has mm-hmm. been the pod. I, this was the pod. I have a question about your journal right now. Okay. Do you think it's updated? Oh, it's been updated. Updated my journal. With red ink. 